want to welcome you to the broadcast. We have an amazing guest who's a friend and just this man is out there speaking truth and a voice in the wilderness. Unfortunately, in this hour, he's a best-selling author, New York Times bestseller, several books, including Bonhoeffer and Letter to the American Church. Both I have read and they are amazing. And he's got a new documentary film coming out. He's also, by the way, the host of the Eric Metaxas Show. Uh, Eric Metaxas, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thanks for having me, Todd. I appreciate it. Hey, it's great to see you. You certainly have been busy. And uh, boy, I mean, you're, the message that you're speaking is, our audience will know, this is exactly what we talk about. And it kind of blows my mind, actually, how so few people have this level of urgency. You are warning the American church. You're warning our culture that, hey, this is a problem. We're seeing a lot of the similarities to what happened in the buildup in Nazi Germany in 1930s. You want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, look, this is not some theory or some idea. This is a fact. What happened in Germany in the 30s is exactly what's happening today to the extent that evil was rising. God called the church to stand against it, and they didn't. Right. Bonhoeffer was a prophetic voice that God used him uh, to speak to the church. But as we know, oftentimes um, the people of God ignore the prophets of God. Yeah. Um, and then they praise them decades later. That's well, right. I think that the voice of Bonhoeffer is speaking to us today. Yes. And basically in my book letter to the American church, which of course I recommend it's a very, it's the shortest book I ever wrote. Bonhoeffer is the longest book I wrote, but it really makes the case clearly that the silence of the church in Germany. And when I say the silence of the church, I mean, the silence of good Christians, right. Christians that missed it, that, that were just afraid to deal with it. And they kind of came up with some theological excuse of why we don't need to be the ones to speak out. They opened the door to satanic evil in Germany. Um, and what I'm saying now uh, in the book, Letter to the American Church and the documentary film, which is brand new, letter to the American church.com. People can go there. Um, but in Letter to the American Church, I make the case that it's exactly the same, that there are many churches, pastors, church leaders, Christians who are buying the same lie that the German Christians bought in the 30s. They're thinking, ah, this right. isn't my job. I just want to preach the gospel. That is not biblical. It is not biblical. And people should be scared when somebody says something's not biblical, because if it's not biblical, guess what it is? It's from the pit of hell. That's right. If you if you want to do Satan's bidding in your church, if you want to do Satan's bidding, you do what Satan wants, but he's not going to come to you and say, oh, I'm Satan and this is evil and right. let's promote evil. He's going to pretend he's going to try to give you some theological reasoning. So the Germans said, oh, yeah, Romans 13. We're not supposed to we're, whatever the government says to do. To, oh, yeah. Well, that's baloney because there's right. plenty of places in Scripture that say the opposite. So you're just using a you're cherry picking a Bible verse to say, I'm out. I'm done. I'm going to stay in my lane. We're just going right. to do church, just going to preach the gospel. The Lord calls us to do way more than just preach the gospel. And in Germany in the 30s, just as today, there were many Christians that they weren't listening to that. All they could see is like, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, I don't want to stick my neck out. And so they dared. I mean, it's really a blasphemous thing, right? To take the scripture right. and to twist it, yep. to give yourself an excuse for silence, an excuse for inaction. So many, many Christians attended churches in the 30s that by avoiding standing against the Nazis, open the door to evil and really were the handmaidens of evil themselves were used by the devil, even though they themselves often didn't know it 
in retrospect, they realized what they had done right. and many of them could never face it. Yep. But what I'm saying is that's what many in the American church are doing today. And you've got, listen, you have openly wicked people. Right. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the good people. I'm talking about the people who, if they understood what was going on, they would say, I better get out of this church before lightning strikes, before God judges this church. Yep. The fact of the matter is, if you're going to a church that's not fighting against the various kinds of evil, you're part of the problem. Your church is part of the problem. You're using God's time and God's money for, for, for Satan's purposes. Tons of churches did that in Germany. And all you have to do is look the other way. You don't have to be participating openly in evil. And you might be going to a church that is, they say, well, they, they preach about the right stuff and they have the right beliefs and whatever. Well, that's good. But are you, are, are, are you pushing so hard that you're actually having an effect or are you just giving people permission to do nothing about it? In other words, yeah. if we in the church are not doing something and understanding God has called us to fight evil, not just to say, okay, I believe evil is wrong. I believe transgender stuff is crazy. Good. I believe open borders is a bad idea. Good. Right. right. Um, I believe th the idea of a stolen election. If, if, if that's true, I need to, to stand for fair elections. I need to, stand uh, against vaccine mandates. I need to stand. In other words, whatever you believe, all of that's important, but then you have to put it into action. And that's what Bonhoeffer could not persuade the German church to do. A lot of them thought, well, it's not my job. I'm just a Christian. I'm just supposed to do church. Well, that's again, a lie from the pit of hell, right. but it's been very effective. The enemy used it in Germany to silence the church at a time when the church was the only a power in Germany that could have stood against the evil of the Nazis. It had that ability. Bonhoeffer knew it. And he thought if we could just get Christians to stand now and link yeah. arms against this. But obviously the German church said, not yet, not yet. You're a hothead. We just want to do church. How bad can it be? Right, right. Now we know how bad it was. And what I'm saying in letter to the American church in the book and the documentary film is that that's exactly where we are today. If the German church does not speak, if the American church does not understand what we're facing and unite and get engaged in every way, including politically. You don't make an idol of politics, but right. to avoid politics, you know, if slavery was on the ballot and you said, oh, I don't, I don't want to be political. I, I don't want to take a position on slavery. You'd say, excuse me, you're right. afraid to be political. To That's how we defeat slavery, by going to the ballot box and electing people that stand against slavery, stand against the slave trade. Wilberforce was a politician. I wrote a biography about Wil Wilberforce. So the civil rights movement came out of the churches. And it became a political movement. We had yeah. legislation. So this lie that many Christians have bought, that we're not supposed to be political, that, ooh, I don't want to offend uh, anybody. Right. It is simply not biblical. And the film, Letter to the American Church, um, it's going to be available on Epic TV. That's February 8th. You can pre-order tickets now. It is a gorgeous, amazing, powerful film. I had very little to do with it. I'm in it, but I didn't make it. The people who made it just did an amazing, amazing job. And I want to say one thing uh, before I forget. If you go to lettertotheamericanchurch.com, you can see how you can get involved and you can get a free screening in your church. Think about oh, this. A free okay. screening of the film in your church. I'm begging people to do well, that. We're going to do it. It's free. Yeah. We, we need to do that because I'm a pastor. I have a church and we're going to have a screening. So thank you for letting me know about this. 
Yeah. Um, this is Eric, what you're saying is so, so important because a lot of folks have looked to say Donald Trump to fight the battles for the church. You remember in, you know, when he was president, well, uh, Donald Trump does a lot of fighting, but yeah. if, first of all, Christians got to vote for him, right? They can't say, well, I'm not going to vote for him because he swears or he tweets funny. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you want me to tell you what Lyndon Johnson and JFK and every other president, I mean, that is a dodge and it's a joke when people say we're not going to involve, but you're right. We kind of act like that's all I need to do. First right. of all, that is important. Voting is important. If you care about people whose lives are being destroyed by fentanyl, if you care about people that are being lied to about the transgender stuff, you've got to vote for the person who's going to do something about it. And if you don't, if you act like, well, I'm not going to vote for him because people will look at me funny. You are part of the problem, ladies and gentlemen. I just right. want to say to the church, hey, church, God has called us to live in a free nation where we get to vote. We get the exercise of freedom. So the political is ultra, ultra important. But you are right. We've got all kinds of people, whether they're pagans or just good patriots, they're fighting these battles. Christians are supposed to be leading yeah. in yeah. fighting these battles and not just saying, oh, it's his job. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be not. We're called to the battle. It's a joy that God calls us to this battle. That's right. I mean, look what's happening in our southern border right now. There's a showdown that's happening in the state of Texas. Unbelievable to see this play out. What do you think is going to happen down there, Eric? I got to tell you, all of these things, I mean, I really believe this is sort of God speaking prophetically in our time. God is allowing horrible things to happen to wake people up so that right. those people on the fence will finally say, whoa, this is insane. I had no idea that we were dealing with this. I need to get involved. I need to do something. I think a lot of people just thought it's somebody else's problem. And I'm just going to, you know, things have to get so bad. You have to have Hamas butchering, sadistically butchering innocent Jews right. before a lot of people wake up and go, whoa, whoa, what, what is happening? And you're, you're telling me you're pro-Palestinian or you're, you're like, do you see what just happened? A lot of Jews in America are waking up and saying, how have I been drifting along with this woke liberal agenda? Right. Meanwhile, a lot of Christians, I think, are waking up when they see just how bad things are. What's going on at the southern border right now, if, if we don't understand this is suicide, this yep. is suicide for the United States of America. And we have people daring to push that agenda. We have Christians. I mean, there's some people listening here. They may go to a church where the pastor does not understand this issue and thinks like, well, we should have open borders because we're all about welcoming the stranger as though yeah. that's a biblical idea. You, you can cherry pick scripture. You know who cherry picked scripture really brilliantly? Satan yeah. in the wilderness. That's right. That's Satan right. in the wilderness cherry picked scripture to use it for his ends. And that's what people do. They, they cherry pick a scripture and they make it seem like let's make base a national policy on the scripture. Well, yeah. There's the Bible is a big book. And, and to have that kind of a shallow view is really to do the devil's bidding. But a lot of people, they want to feel good about themselves. Right. Uh, they somehow feel like, you know, uh, you know, caring. I'm, I'm supposed to care about the stranger. Well, you're of course, you're supposed to care about the stranger. But what does that have to do with whether we have a border or not? Right. The idea that you're, you're given this fake choice between caring for the stranger uh, or, or putting in a border, you're supposed to put in a border. You're supposed to have only people entering legally, and then you're supposed to do everything you can to care for everyone. Anybody uh, knows if you're a Christian, of course, you're supposed to care yeah. about people. But the idea that we would not have a border, I mean, we're inviting 
satanic evil on our southern border. We have drug trafficking, sex trafficking, the most evil stuff imaginable. And there are Christians who are allowing this by having a sloppy view, by saying that, I, you know, I think borders are racist or buying whatever the leftist talking points are. So the church needs to understand these issues and get super involved yesterday yeah, uh, because exactly. we are very, very late in the game, very late in the game. That's right. I mean, I think in Nehemiah when they were building the wall and then that also led to spiritual awakening, you know, but they had to fortify and protect, uh, you know, the city of Jerusalem. They had to protect uh, the people. And that's what we need to do. We need to fortify. We need to, you know, understand the threats that are against us. I mean, we're talking about Chinese nationals coming over the border and a large amount of military age men, all different types of threats. I mean, there's so many different threats right now. Uh, this last weekend, you know, we, we, the Lord was moving and uh, we issued a what we call restraining order against the enemy and his wicked plans. And I believe the church in fasting and prayer and reacting and doing this can stop some, you know, these wicked plans and agendas. But what would you suggest, Eric? I mean, you, you probably one of the most well-read people when it comes to understanding this and what happened in Nazi Germany and how Bonhoeffer was a force, but just not enough people responded. What can we do different? Because the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So here we are. We've always wondered, how did it happen in Nazi Germany? Well, here we are. What are some practical things that we can do? Well, I mean, this is exactly what the Lord has called me to. First of all, writing the Bonhoeffer book, right? Came out in 2010, sold a million copies. There's going to be a movie on Bonhoeffer coming out this Amazing. fall, which is fantastic. I've seen the film. It is fantastic. But this is the Lord speaking through the story of Bonhoeffer to his church and saying, look, look at what happened. Look what good Christians did. Look what good Christians didn't do. They opened the door to evil. You need to understand what your role is as a believer. And so, you know, what I say to everybody, the easy thing is, uh, you know, read my book letter to the American church and share it with your pastor, with whatever. Um, if you actually, the website, letter to the American church.com, there's a number of things that people can do to get involved because frankly, everybody has a different piece, right? We're the church. So we're all different and we're not all called to do the same thing. Some people are called to run for office. Some people are called to be involved in their local elections. Uh, other people are, are called, you know, just to be on social media and to spread stuff. I tell people who listen to my radio program, um, you know, go to my website, ericmetaxas.com and sign up for my newsletter because I'm sharing these interviews that I do and you can just share those, put, put it on Facebook, put it on, get, you know, get it out there. We all have a piece, right. but the easiest thing is if you go to letter to the American church.com, um, you can see how to watch this and share this with your friends because I know the Lord called me to write the book letter to the American right. church for his purposes. It's not some career move on the part of Eric Metaxas. Trust me. I didn't sign up for this. I'd rather be talking about fun stuff, <laughs> right. but the Lord called me to this and I know yeah, it. I believe and, that. and when I was speaking in California at my friend, Rob McCoy's church, two yeah. women that are Hollywood veterans, they just said, we need to make a documentary film. And I said, wow, it wouldn't have even occurred to me to make a doc. It wouldn't even occurred to me like how amazing. And these are big deal filmmakers and they got really big deal Hollywood people involved. So it's a beautiful film. It's, it's, it's gorgeously made. It's again, I, you know, I know how to write, but to make a film. So it's a great film. And if you want to get your neighbors and your, uh, you know, people uh, in your church and in other churches um, on board, understanding right. where we are. And the reason I say this, Todd, is like, I feel like people don't want to miss out. I, I want to say God is speaking. He's calling his church to action. That's right. You, you don't want to miss out on this. You don't want to be going to some happy clappy church that ignores all this stuff as though we could ignore it. 
because the Lord is going to reveal to us at some point, I'm looking at you, church. You are the ones that I call to stand against this. You should be leading the way. There shouldn't be pagans leading the way or sort of Christians. If you really believe, you should be leading the way in this because if you actually care about the stranger, if you actually care about the disenfranchised, you understand that the church needs to be the church now, not right. just, you know, virtue signaling, but actually stepping up and getting involved. And so there's some action points at the website, letter to the American church.com. I feel like this is a movement. Yeah. This is not just some idea or some little film. This is about waking the church up to be the people of God in the way that the German church did not wake up in the way that the German church failed. Yeah. And I want to say it again. There are good people that are getting this wrong. There are good people saying, oh, I just go to church and my pastor doesn't get I'm, I'm here to tell you, folks, God has called the church to do this. Come on. And if you think about it, imagine going to a church in Germany. There were many that did not confront the Nazis when they had the opportunity. At some point, you, it's game over. You have no opportunity, you have no voice. They're going to tell you, shut up. Don't dare speak against the Fuhrer, right? right? Well, right now, we in the American church have a voice. We have an opportunity. We can vote. We can speak. We can post online. We can spend our money, uh, you know, however we, we can do stuff. We have power that God has given us for his purposes. And if we miss this, try to think of those Germans who went to those churches who missed it. They just said, well, you know what? Uh, my pastor didn't talk about that. And then you find out, oh, by the way, have you seen what they did in the death camps? Now it's 1945 and they're showing the Germans, look what happened. You didn't know about this. You had some hint, but you didn't really know. Well, now, you know, That's now right. would you have spoken up? Would you have gone to that church that would not talk about this, would not talk about the evil of the Nazis, would right. not talk that it's unbiblical to hate the Jews and to demonize them? And to, would you go to a church like that? And I think a lot of people would not. They would say, well, if I would have known. Right. I didn't know. Well, Bonhoeffer was trying to wake them up and a lot of them didn't want to know. Let's be honest. They, a lot of them just was like, I don't want the trouble. Well, the Lord has called us to the trouble. The Lord has anointed us and prepared us for this time to fight. Mm. And it's a glorious opportunity. And I, and I get like amazed when I think that there are people that are going to miss it. So yep. I, so I want to get this message out so that anybody with the ears to hear would say, I'm in Lord, yep. use me, Lord, help me. Um, you know, to be a leader in this and help me to lead others. We all have a voice. And again, if you're going to a church that isn't dealing with this, right. I beg you, I beg you, get out, get yeah. out for your own soul's sake, because it is absolutely, we're living in wartime. And, right. and when you're aware of that, you say, I got to be part of the fight. It would not be moral for me to sit by while these things are going on because there are children suffering. There's families suffering that you'll never meet. Right. And as a Christian, you have a voice and the Lord calls us to love our neighbor and there are a lot of people saying, well, I don't, you know, I don't want, I don't mm. want any trouble. Well, that's what they said. You know, the, the Jews were kind of thinking, gee, I wish these Christians would, would actually live out their faith, but it seems like they don't believe what they say they believe. Well, what are strangers thinking about believers today? What are, what are people thinking about the church you go to? Are you speaking out strongly against right. the lunacy, the transgender lunacy, yeah. uh, the lunacy coming out of this white house? Are you speaking against that? Or are you saying, oh, I don't, I don't want any trouble. Um, you know, if you don't want any trouble, you're going to get real trouble. But mm. if you're willing to confront the trouble, the Lord will be with you in it. So this is a it's a holy moment. It's the I say this is the hour of the American church. That's if right. the church will arise and be the church now. Yeah.
A holy moment. What you're saying, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit on what you're saying. I mean, this is this is a timely word. Everybody's got to hear what he's saying because this is a timely word. And, you know, those of us that are standing and speaking out, we get a lot of arrows because there's not a lot. But we need more people. We need more people. If, if the whole, the entire of the body of Christ were to get this message, can you imagine? I mean, they, they understand the deep state. They know the power of the church and the devil certainly knows the power of the church. And so uh, we need to understand the tools that we have according to scripture and actually utilize those tools and that's what you're doing Eric. because you're sounding the alarm you're saying wake up wake up american church and and do something before it's too late while we have this time to still do it you know this is an answer to prayer by the way eric for many years i mean i think back many years ago hollywood press i was a child actor and then i got saved radically and so we prayed in hollywood for films and for films that would have a message jesus taught in parables there's a very powerful you know way to, to you know wake people up and so this film is something that everybody should go support when it comes out and share it with your neighbors, you know, invite people over to your home. Uh, they can stream this on their devices, right, Eric? Oh, absolutely. Epic TV or Epoch, E-P-O-C-H TV. That's part of the Epic Times. They are heroes. They are heroes uh, by uh, being the place where this film lives. So if you go to epochtv.com uh, on February 8th, it will go live. But I mean, listen, if people will get involved, this is a movement. If we could wake up the American church, if the people listening to this right now can say, I, I want to be involved in waking up the church to create a holy remnant to stand in this right. hour. Folks, eternity will, will judge us for what we do and what we don't do. This is an opportunity. The Lord wants us to do the right thing. And I just feel like, you know, the Lord uh, called me to write this book. Again, I'll be clear. It wasn't like some idea I had. I, I just know uh, in a way that I've never known when I was writing a book like this is God. I can't take credit for this. This is God. So I'm just going to do my best. Lord, help me. And I wrote the book and it has sold tremendously well. This is the book letter to the American church. And again, it was not my idea to make it a film. The film is amazing. It's beautiful. It's it's it sets a new standard, I think, for these kinds of films because it's so well made. It's so well done. Um, so it's letter to the American church dot com. You can see the information there. But people need to, you know, not just see the film, but get others to see it, uh, because this is a message right. that I think to myself, you know, we know that Bonhoeffer failed, that the Lord called him to speak, just like he called the prophets to speak, and it didn't work. But I really believe the Lord gave us the lesson of Bonhoeffer and the lesson of what happened in Germany for this time, for right. such a time as this now, so that we in the American church would say, okay, Okay, I get it. I see what happens when the church is not the church. I see what happens when the church says we, we don't want any trouble. That's when evil rules and reigns. God has called the American church to stand. I believe his hand is on this nation. Yes. But without the American church being the American church, without people who say I'm a Christian standing up and saying, I want to fight. I want to be part of what God is doing. I want to fight against evil in a way that a lot of people in the past missed it. I don't want to miss it. I really believe that's God speaking mercifully to us, giving us an opportunity to be a part of what he is doing now to avert disaster uh, right. in the world. And not just to avert disaster, but to open the door to glorious things yes. that we will not just avert disaster, but we could have a new birth of freedom in America. Uh, we could have a kind of, I really see uh, the Christian faith spreading. I see people being drawn to the Christian faith when they see Christians actively engaged in this way there are tons of people that are not believers they're going to say whatever that is you know what 
I could get with that kind of Christianity and because it's not just, you know, uh, you know, the happy clappy, like, Hey, we're doing church. No, we're, we are the church. Yes. We are a force. God is with us and he's using us for his purposes in history. That's exciting for all of us, but it's exciting to non-believers to say like, I, I didn't know the church could be like that. How beautiful. Like that's, that seems relevant to my life. That's relevant to my community, relevant to my kids. Like I, I want to, I want to be with them. I, so I really see revival coming out of this and more than revival reformation. Come I on. see that that's the Lord's will, but God's people have to step up. This is the, this is the time. This is the time, a great spiritual awakening. We need it. That's, that's the answer. Turn back to Jesus. Our first love, Eric, you are a voice out there sharing this. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. I know it's not easy sometimes, but we're with you, man. We're standing with you. Well, this is, this is God. I mean, there's no way around it, Todd. This is God. And I know that. And so that's what gives me hope. Uh, people say, are you hopeful? I'm hopeful because I sense God in this. Uh, and, and he's, he doesn't force us to do the right thing. He allows us to do the right thing. And so I think there are many people that, um, they just haven't stepped up, but the Lord is reaching out his hand. He's saying, step up, be my church. I want my church to be the church now in a way that you're, you're going to be stunned at what happens in history. Watch me work in history uh, when my people are engaged and understand the biblical view of engagement. So again, letter to the American church.com, all the information's there. If you want to get a free screening at your church, which is key, you can invite all kinds of people. And obviously the book is out, but the documentary will be out on Epoch TV. And that's again, letter to the American church.com. But this is, I, I, I see this as a movement of God in our time. And uh, I don't want it to be anything else. So, so praise right. the Lord. Well, let's see that's what right. God's going to do. I appreciate that tremendously, brother. Thank you for everything that you do. We honor you. We appreciate you. Letter to AmericanChurch.com. We got to see the movie February 8th. Share it with your neighbors. Have it at your church. I'm going to have it at ours. And Eric, we'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.